These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps, and this message comes from NPR sponsor Subaru and the 2022 Subaru Forester, featuring standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and award-winning safety technology. The SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. Is that a horse? Is that a horse? Is that a little pony? Oh my God, it's a little pony. It's the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. I'm Camila Kashani. And in this episode, we'll head to the streets of South Central Los Angeles to meet a helper on horseback. Urban Saddles. Urban Saddles. There it is. How y'all doing? That's Guan Featherstone. He grew up in L.A. in the 70s. As a kid, he really wanted to be a cowboy. But he only got to ride a horse once as a child. Eventually, he enlisted in the Army and served overseas for a while. I came back from Europe. You know, my mind was all over the place. And when I got with the horses, I didn't want to do nothing else. It just calmed me down. It just And that's why he started Urban Saddles, a place where he could teach folks in the neighborhood how to care for and ride horses. The thing about Los Angeles is violent. So, you know, the time that I grew up, I got to see a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have saw. As far as, you know, friends getting killed, friends going to jail for life. I thought gangs were going to just fade away, but they haven't. You know, the police are always on somebody. The helicopter's always out. Not because they want to be, you know, but they got to be. That's why this place is important. someone asks you why you ride horses, what would you tell them? I would say that I ride horses because I think it's fun and it's another way to stay out of trouble. That's 13-year-old Jordan Humphreys, who rides at Urban Saddles. They sat down for StoryCorps together. Describe the first horse you ever had of your own. The first horse I ever had was Thunderbolt. I loved that horse. He thought he was the biggest horse around, man. You know, you would be going full speed, and then he'd give you a little buck to see if he could get you off his back. Better get ready for this buck. Yeah. (laughs) But me and him bonded because he couldn't get me, you know. I remember when we first got Princess, it took forever to try to get her out of the stall. And at first, she didn't let no grown-ups go in there. Yeah, she didn't want to see nobody bigger than her. But... You hopped on her and started riding. <laughs> she kept booking you off. You get back on, you know. I was like, look at Jordan. And that's what showed your resiliency right there and your determination. For real, it wasn't just because you never fell off. Or... She don't do none of that no more. No, she don't do none of that no more. Now you can touch her head, you know. Yeah, you did a great job. You like riding on the city streets? Yeah. Yeah, me too. What you like riding on the streets for? I think it gives, like... More connection for people. Mm-hmm. It makes them happy seeing us on a horse, and then they be smiling. I believe that when we come through, 
We give them a sense of hope. Why did you start the stables? For you and all the other kids out there. My hopes for your future is greatness. Imagine all of the things you could think about other than thinking about your safety walking around on the street or going to the store. You could be president. And then, like, I could help the other kids like you did for me. What's the most important lesson that you want to teach kids? Respect for all life. We're respecting the animals and we're respecting each other. No matter what color, no matter what religion, no matter what sexual orientation, we respect the people because they people. Bottom line. That's Guan Featherstone speaking with his mentee, Jordan Humphreys. We'll take a tour of the stables. Cannot even. After this short break. Cannot even. Stay with us. Hi, this is Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps. Support for our podcast and the following message comes from Morgan Stanley, a proud sponsor of StoryCorps. Morgan Stanley is committed to giving back and to fostering meaningful dialogue among people and communities. See how Morgan Stanley, through demonstrating their core values, is giving back to the communities where they live and work at morganstanley.com. Taylor Swift has dropped a new album. She is the biggest pop star in the world, and everything she does makes news. I gasped. I was like, oh my God, I've been there, and you can identify with it. For a breakdown of Taylor Swift and her new album, The Tortured Poets Department, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Can we walk? Yes. Can we get a baby oh, okay. tour? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, for sure. Juan took us through the stables and showed us all of the horses. The other voice you hear, by the way, is my colleague, Lauren. And this is Mr. Knight. This right here is my ace. What's up, boy? This is the one I ride all the time. Now, this is Big Spooky. Hello, Big Spooky. Yes, Big Spooky. His name is Showtime, but I call him Big Spooky because he's scared of everything. When we first got him, he would have ran to the back of the stall. Eyes would be bucked like that big. But see, now he's, he's calmed down a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But he's still big spooky. Yeah. Oh, he see? jumped. See? He jumped. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. And this is Princess. Oh, this is Jordan's horse. Yeah, this is Princess. One thing that Guan and Jordan talked about in their historical recording is how they sometimes ride their horses through the streets in the city. What does it feel like when you roll through, like, you know, six deep on some horses through the city and people are looking like, what is that like? It's a great feeling because, one, you know that they don't expect to see it. And when they look at you, they automatically think something different about you. Now they don't think thug because you're on the horse. You see it from the police officers. 
if we're on a horse, you know, they're excited as well. The gang members, oh, cuz, look, look, cuz. You know, like big kids. You know what I'm saying? You want to touch it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most of the time you see people, they don't want to speak to you. If they don't know you, you know, you know, don't want to make that connection. We don't know how. So I believe that if people in the urban setting can learn to make bonds with nature, it'll make it easier for them to bond with their fellow man. Guan talks a lot about respecting people because they're people, period. He told me about a moment where he actually had to check himself when he went to speak at a school in Montana. You know, thinking about going there, I'm like, man, what is it going to be in Montana? They going to try to string us up? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm That's real. I'm like, but when I tell you we were greeted with open arms and nobody looked like me. And at the end of that, the kids uh, were asked a question, like, what was your perception of people from South Central? And it got quiet. The next thing you hear, drugs, gangs, robbery. They just went on. I mean, it was like everything bad that you could think of. And then uh, they asked me, so what did you think about Montana? Ropes, sheets, burning crosses. That's what life has done to all of us, you know? We don't want to have these preconceptions, but we do. The stables where Urban Saddles is, there's other people who ride there too. And they're all from completely different walks of life, which is kind of perfect for the work that Guan does. This place is kind of like a melting pot because you have Blacks, Hispanics, and Whites. The common denominator is the horse. Next thing you know, you're talking. And then you find that we're more the same than we are different. One of the guys that Lauren and I met there is Caesar. I was born in Mexico, so grew up around my dad with animals and stuff, cows and other horses, and I loved it. What do you like most about horses? Just how big and muscular and strong they are. So friendly, so uh, welcoming. You really have to establish a trusting relationship. He's going to trust you that you're not going to hurt him. Yeah. And then you're going to trust that he's going <laughs> to... That he's going to behave. You know, I was thinking about Big Spooky and Princess, how they were scared at first, and how that kind of change must happen with the kids who come there, too. Do you feel like since you've had Urban Saddles open for a while that you've seen elements of that change happening? Like, there are moments where you're like, ah, oh, dang, this is it, this is why I did this. Well, I see it here. I see change in everybody that frequents here on a regular basis. But when I go outside of this environment, I don't see it that much. So it makes me feel like we're not doing enough, you know. But that's what keeps me going, because this isn't it. This is just the beginning. Growing up in Brooklyn, I'd never ridden a horse before, and I never really thought I would, until right before Lauren and I were about to leave. Well, you know, too bad you guys are leaving, and we can put the saddle on, you guys could have gotten on them. I would love to ride a horse, please! You got time? Yes, yes! Okay, so I was a little excited. (laughs) And while I was riding, I started to understand what Guan and Caesar had been saying. I was telling Caesar something like, 
It feels like there's something just sort of majestic and kind of magical about horses. It is. You weren't off when you thought that. It is. It really is. You know, and I tell that to people too, like the majestic power of the horse. That connection is something else, but I can't explain it. I'm still trying to figure it out. You think you're going to be riding horses for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. This is me now. Yeah, this is... Ever since I got on the horse, I haven't been off of one. Yeah, I haven't been off of one. That's all for this episode of the StoryCorps podcast. It was produced by me and edited by Jasmine Morris, who's our executive editor. Our lead producer is Eleanor Vasili. Our technical director is Jared Floyd. Our fact checker is Natsumi Ajisaka. Special thanks to Jay Bourne. To see what music we use in the episode, go to storycore.org, where you can also check out original artwork created by Lynn Lucia. For the StoryCorps podcast, I'm Camila Kashani. Catch you next week. Hi, podcast listeners. This is Dave Isay again. I just wanted to let you know that StoryCorps is an independent nonprofit which would not exist without your support. We record all of our interviews at zero cost to the hundreds of thousands of Americans we serve. If you believe in our work honoring and celebrating one another's lives through listening, please make a donation now. If everyone listening to this podcast donated just $10, we could double the number of interviews we record each year. Even better, become a monthly subscriber at just $5 a month. That's $60 a year. Go to storycore.org now and click the donate button at the top of the page. Thank you. Additional support for this podcast comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR.